0: This podcast is part of the Flickering Myth Podcast Network. Head over to flickeringmyth.com for more information and more shows like it. And head over to youtube.com forward slash flickeringmyth to subscribe to the Flickering Myth Movie Show. Now, on with the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to a very special edition podcast my name is scott davis senior writer Rick at com, and joining me as ever is my co-pilot mr Rowan morby how are you sir um all pre-flight checks have been done and we're ready to take off ready for takeoff. put your seats in the upright position and your trays up against the chair <laughs> anyway <laughs> that'll do anyway that's why we're not pilots that's why we review films that's that's uh yeah. that's, well, that's not, not our full-time job. Rowan works in whatever Rowan does yeah. uh yeah obviously laugh, I'm, by, I'm by, not myself <laughs> to be honest gentlemen so that's that's all you need to know uh so it's kind of a quick sw- swig of water there. um but uh, it's a very special episode obviously we've just we've uh, as you would have seen uh, we've just done a a little review catch up we talked about Neon Demon and uh we talk about Legend of Tarzan and Ghostbusters, uh, but as we always do on the podcast, we're going to do a half-year review. Uh, so we're going to spend sort of the next thirty minutes talking about some of the films we've enjoyed this year, some of the films we haven't enjoyed this year, and uh, a few disappointments and a few uh, unexpected surprises uh, in the next thirty minutes. So, uh, so here we go. So, uh, how should we do this, Ryan? Do you want to talk about your? Do you want to talk about the year in general very quickly, or do you want to jump straight into? your favourite films of the year?
1: Uh, let's, do, I mean, let's do the year in general, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, so what are we? We're now knocking on the door of uh, the end of July, so just over the halfway mark. Um, and I've just got my list here, looking at the uh, look at the numbers, and I would say a good 40-odd percent of the year has been pretty damn strong. Um I've got to say, you know, when I do my my list, it's always the uh, the UK and or US releases. So, um, you know, there may be some crossover for a, a 20 2015 movie or a movie that's not even been released in the UK this year or last year yet. So, uh, you know, I, I like to blend the two. I, I see what I can and when I can see it. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, it's been pretty good. I think the, the summer season has been a bit of a blow out to be honest um, the only one that's really in fact none of them have impressed me that much I think Ghostbusters was the one that surprised me the most and how much I, I enjoyed it that's not to say it's an amazing film it's, it's good but it's by no means amazing but in terms of you know, the summer blockbuster stuff that's the only one that that has really stood out for me as being anywhere near um, passable uh, I enjoyed X-Men Apocalypse but again I just enjoyed it as a movie it, it's fine you compare to the ones that have come before it, it's a step down. But again, as a one-off film, it is good. But I guess when you're looking at, you know, that as, as a series, it is a it is a step down. Um, I don't think any of the dramas have really blown me away. You know, the, the stuff where people are chewing up scenery. Nothing like that. I think there's been a there's been some middling stuff. The likes of I don't know looking at this demolition, for example, Miles Ahead, Queen of the Desert. What else we got there? Trombo, things like that. You know, a lot of character acting and all the rest of it. It's been fine, but nothing that's really wowed. Um, Hologram for King is another one. Again, perfectly fine. So yeah, I I think overall it's been it's been a, a decent year. You know, by no means terrible. There's not been that many films I've seen this year that I've absolutely fucking hated. There's a few but not many, thankfully. There's been a a lot of damp squibs, but most of the ones I've seen have been all right, all right or better. I mean, Scott, you've got your list in front of you. What's your number for the year? How many have you watched?
0: Uh, At the moment, it it doesn't include a few that I've seen recently. Um, So at the moment, it's at 81, but there's a few, I I would say pushing 85, I would say. But again, that's uh, that's only a bit... Although... It will be it will be updated obviously by the time you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. But at the moment, there's three at the bottom that I've seen that uh, are at the bottom because I haven't rated them yet. <laughs> I haven't put them in the order, or I'm embargoed, so I can't actually put my thing on. So, uh, so yeah, I would I would definitely agree about the summer. I think the summer has been a big old disappointment. And strangely, it's the animated stuff that's actually been the stuff that I've enjoyed more than the, the blockbusters. Um, I think Civil War was very very good, but I haven't revisited it. Um, but I did I did enjoy it when I watched it. That's probably the one that I've enjoyed the most. But it's stuff like Finding Dory, which obviously you wouldn't have seen yet, uh, which is very high. I really love The Jungle Book, which you I think I remember when you didn't so much. Uh, and I really liked Zootropolis as well. So that kind of stuff has been has been good. But there's been a lot of it's the smaller film, Strangely, it's usually the other end of the year, isn't it, where you get the smaller kind of films, wherever you you know LFF or Oscar season or. They don't tend to release a lot of the indie stuff because of summer season. They kind of get forgotten. That they hold them back to maybe August or September or sometimes October. You know what I mean? There's those kind of movies. But there's been quite a few this year that have been quite um, that have been quite decent, I think. And strange. Obviously, when we always do our review of the year, it's strange for us in the UK because even though we do US and UK releases, there's always a crossover, isn't there? Where you'd have a few that were technically last year that you have only seen this year, or you know, you've seen them in the US and yeah. You know, maybe haven't carried over to this year's list even though they were released in the UK this year and all, all those strange things but uh we ignore such things we just do what we see in that in that year and uh and yeah so I mean I mean in terms of worst films of the year I'll give you that easy there's there was three that I absolutely hated this year uh I, well, I don't know if they're the same as yours Ron, but uh my my worst film of the year is Dirty Grandpa man oh dear Definitely took one for the team with that one. <laughs> uh, uh, I saw Criminal as well, which is the second worst film of the year for me, which is just preposterous and stupid, but has an amazing cast. Kevin Costner, Gary Oldman, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> so weird. And then uh, The Mighty London Has Fallen is uh, in my bottom three, because that was just... I didn't think... The, I thought the first one was rubbish, but this is just, just on a whole other level of rubbish. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, are, you, are they anywhere near your bottom three, Rowan, or have you got three others? Well, I was, was going to say, are we doing like a... I thought we were going to do
1: a... um, You know, a, a, you do your five and I'll do my five, but I don't know if that's...
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. My apologies. My apologies.
1: That's all right, mate. That's all
0: right. Uh, I want well, I'll tell you me. what. I'll do, my, I'll do my five then. There we go. So I'll do the other two, and then you can do yours. There we go. We'll start at the bottom and work our way up. So I've got those are the three, and then above that is um, Warcraft. <laughs> oh, dear duncan jones what were you thinking um for a guy that made moon and source code to then make this pile of shit um yeah and then uh number five is uh, a film that only grossed 47 pounds at uk box office which is colonia or the colony as it was known when i saw it which has emma watson and daniel ball in it which is terrible as well um and uh, although a bit misleading, Mark Camo did a little video about the fact that he took £47 at the UK box service, but it, that was only as part of the kind of jump off because it had a, a digital release at the same time. Anyway, no one saw it and they shouldn't have because it was terrible. <clears throat> so that was, that's my bottom fiver and it may change towards the end of the year. Who knows what is on the horizon, but at the moment that's, that's what occupy the bottom five positions. So you can go with yours now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's at the bottom of the pile
1: well bottom five in reverse order so we've got Zoolander 2 Mm -hmm. um, a sequel nobody wanted and without a single laugh and a film that opens with Justin Bieber which I think says a lot about the creativity or lack thereof hated it Um, next up the legend of Tarzan which I talked about in the previous film it treats Tarzan like he's a superhero and it has all the nuance of a Marvel comic book film, i.e. nothing. Uh, next one up is a film that hopefully not a lot many people have seen because it's shit. It's called Mr. Right. Stars oh. Anna Kendrick and... Um, Sam God, Rockwell. what's his name? Sam Rockwell, thank you. Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell in this kind of... Um, true romance slash night and day slash whatever else, you know, girl falls in love with a hitman, become hit men. It's it, for me is I don't like Anna Kendrick. I don't find her funny in the slightest. I just, I don't see the appeal of her at all. Um, and the direction is, it's awful. It's, it's 10, 15 years too late for the way it's shot. It's uh, an atrocious film. I hated it so much. And I don't know why I even watched it, but I did and more for me okay penultimate film for worst of the year is the before mentioned london has fallen um uh or as i call it how standards have fallen thank you and the number one film of the year in terms of shit is deadpool a film which
0: controversial
1: a film which is non-stop gags and attempts at humour. I didn't laugh once. It's dirty and cheap and tacky. It thinks it's funny. It isn't. It thinks it has a lot to say about the comic book genre. It doesn't. And anything it does do is the most basic, kind of entry-level, bargain-basement commentary on genre. And it's, it's just not clever. And I hate the thought that future movies will copy this template because it was such a massive box office success. I, I hated every single thing about it. And I will, and I'll tell you now, Scott, when zoo, uh, not zoo and two, when Deadpool two is released, I will not see that film. I will not see that film.
0: A solo podcast. It is then. <laughs> Just I'll, li- told... I'll listen to you. You can listen to me. No, yeah. I'm... You can listen to me rant or rave. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, there's a couple in there that obviously Zoolander 2 was hugely disappointing, but even though I love the first one, I wasn't expecting much more than it to be pretty pants, and it's pretty pants, and probably more so than that. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, an eclectic mix. Surprised by, I'm not surprised by Deadpool, I'm only surprised that obviously because it's made so much money and lots of people like it, but it's your list, Rowan, it's your list. You, you tell people. so in t- before we get to like the best films have you let's discuss disappointments and yeah. surprises in amongst the years kind of kind of list um in terms of like disappointment was there one film that you were really looking forward to and then when it came out you thought been suckered in a bit and uh, it wasn't yeah perfect"?
1: um that film i guess would be independence Day resurgence mm. uh very much looking forward to that. You know, big big fan of the of the first movie. As I said on the, on the review show, I assumed that they were wrongly like a fool, but I assumed that they're going to make a sequel. They had something good to tell, a really strong story to 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 make. Twenty years on, something to say, and they had nothing to say, and it ended up being a, a real kick in the teeth to the original film. Um, and it wasn't exciting. Special effects were fine, yet also cheap-looking in places. No one cared. Terrible acting. Terrible direction. No originality. And it you know it, it puts a minor dent in the first movie by just by you know being associated with it. It's a very 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 disappointing film borderline hated it, didn't hate it enough to uh, to really go on about it. Um, I would say a film that came out this year in the UK but is a 2015 release that I found very disappointing is The Big Short. Um, I don't I just don't like Adam McKay's style of direction, uh, his commentary, um, the talking to the camera, all that stuff. I don't think that the various storylines work together you've, you've got too many famous faces not doing enough good work in there um and i just think it's a, a huge missed opportunity it's like hey look at all the famous faces but they don't do anything it's like having you know five new signings for your football team and you end up losing one nil in the opening game it's like okay great it might look good on paper but you're not delivering i was a really really quite disappointed with that um I think in terms of actual disappointments, that's it. There's other films that weren't good, but I wasn't necessarily expecting a lot from them, just going through my list. Uh, We could talk all day again about Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. I wasn't expecting anything. It was shit. It's just outside my bottom five. But I guess in terms of disappointment, no. I'm disappointed it was made. I think is the most important thing there. (laughs) but not disappointed in, in actually how it turned out. It's uh, not good. Yeah, that's, that's it really, Matt. I guess that's the only one that's really disappointed me going through my list. May... Oh, no, actually, another one. <clears throat> another one here. Uh, another disappointment, but a film I actually I did like was The Hateful Eight. Huh? The Hateful Eight. Uh, by no means vintage Tarantino. I do think his best days are behind him. Um you know, like you, I saw it in the Ultra Panavision seventy mm-hmm. uh, it, at the Odeon in, in Leicester Square. Fantastic presentation, fantastic cinema experience, but a pretty moderate to average film. Forget the experience and all the all the work you put into it. If I don't enjoy it, I don't enjoy it. So that was that's probably the biggest disappointment for me, actually. Not not Independence Day resurgence, but The Hateful Eight. But it's a film that I still would recommend and and, and like. It's, it's okay
0: good what about yourself scott what well about yourself? i mean that? on the same on a similar theme i guess independence day resurgence was a disappointment but i you know went into it with kind of mixed could be good it could be bad kind of thing i think one of the big disappointments was was Hail caesar the current brothers movie i think that even though i could recommend it and say it's good uh i, I was hoping it was going to be great uh and it and it and it wasn't Sorry, I was saying the simple water there. Um, yeah, it wasn't, and uh, it wasn't as funny as I hoped it would be, and it wasn't as, as um, I don't know, as appealing as I thought it would be. Um, so that's definitely one of my disappointments uh, as well. And, uh, well, you already mentioned it, and I have to say it, is Batman Superman, you know? I'm a, I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for, you know, DC stuff. And I, I really, really wanted it to be good, and I really thought it would kind of, that Zack Snyder would would learn his lessons and, and make a better movie, and he just made the same mistakes and made some more mistakes along the way. Uh, you know, there's this obviously this ultimate edition that's coming out, which a lot of people have said is much better, but it's you know you could argue a little bit, a little bit too, you know too little too late kind of thing. You know, um, so I guess it's it's on Suicide Squad's kind of head to save the DC universe. Uh, but what I will say, even though it's completely incoherent and really stupid, like stupid on a Joel Schumacher level of stupid in many places uh and we've discussed this at length around I know um the one thing I will say is that I think Ben Affleck makes a terrific Bruce Wayne and an even better Batman so you know that's just that's the silver lining I think a lot of people have taken away from from that but uh but we spoke we've we've spent many a minute talking about Batman Superman but that I have to say that was that was disappointing um and there's a few others I can mention, um, but they're all kind of the movies that I thought would be good, but weren't, wouldn't be great. So, you know, nothing nothing too untoward. I was a little disappointed by Joy at the start of the year. I didn't think that was particularly great. I thought it was going to be a little bit better than it was. So, But there's a few. Which one, didn't. sorry? Uh, Joy, you know, the Jennifer Lawrence, Dave uh, oh, Russell yeah. movie. Because I really liked American Hustle. Uh, even though yeah, a lot yeah, of that's... people didn't. Um, and I really liked um, Silver Lining's Playbook as well. So, but this 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 wasn't particularly good. Jennifer Lawrence is good in it, but there's, there's not a lot to it at all. Um, and then I guess in terms of summer movies, again, X Men Apocalypse was was good, but I was expecting a lot more from it. I think I think we were mm. we were we were the same on that. It, it, I recommend it, and it's it, it's it's good to see and good to see on the cinema screen, but not as good as previous installments, and it's kind of you know, argument for that it's running out of steam a little bit the X Men franchise, but uh, but hey. Um, so then, quickly, surprises, Ryan. What surprised you this year? Just, uh, just give us a um, few title a few quick titles of what surprised, surprised you. this
1: Surprised year. me this year. So I'm not going to mention anything that's in my current top ten. I won't give that away. I will say Ten Cloverfield Lane was a, a very pleasant surprise. Um, I like that a lot. I had no idea what it's going to be about, what it's going to be like. Nothing like that. Kind of. As as <clears throat> as blind as you go into a cinema, I was going into this one. Had absolutely no, you know, thought of what it's going to be. Really, really, really liked it. Um, I as we talked about before. We you, you um you have you have to go along with the movie. You have to go along with it because it goes places that you probably weren't expect it to go. And I think if you go along for that ride, like a some sort of Twilight Zone episode. And I think you ever have a, have a lot of fun with it. Um, I I was really really um, really impressed by that. As was I impressed by a film that was released on VOD called The Invitation. Did, did you uh, hear? No, that I haven't that's seen what, it,
0: but a lot of people have talked about it. Yeah, so, uh, it is something I need to I need to seek out. Yes. Yeah, I like that one a lot.
1: Um, gripping. I I personally I didn't see where it was going. Um, so it's quite a lot of surprises in that one for me. I'd would, I would highly recommend that one. That's, that's a good one as as i liked a film called synchronicity which i don't know how many people we really saw that or, or really liked it but it the easy comparison to make is last year's um predestination the ethan hawke film which i thought was crap because it essentially it was a movie to show a twist and that's pretty much it whereas synchronicity there's a lot of twists in it and a lot of stuff it hides stuff from the audience to later reveal, like, you know, like a, lot of, a lot of movies do, but I, I love the film like the performances. I like that it, it achieves a lot on a, on a low budget. Um, you know, I went along with it and I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, so I saw a film called Mustang, which um, we talked about on the show. And, and again, it's just one of those films where, you know, I, I have no association with the characters whatsoever. You know, I'm not a young Turkish girl. I have no, you know, I have no frame of reference, really. But for that 90 minutes or whatever it is, I was fully involved in the story of these five or six girls who grew up together, very strict upbringing, um, you know, basically trying to break free of, of the elders. And it's it's really well acted, really well directed. It's a, just a small, honestly made film, no pretension at all. Um, and I think you know, when you can watch a film where you have absolutely no link to the characters or, or, or their stories whatsoever, but it's very much based in reality. Um, you know, as opposed to a comic book film, of course, there's no fucking link to reality because it's not real. But a film like this, where it's very much real, but you have no link to them, yet you're fully immersed in the film, that is a sure fire sign that the film has done something right. Um, and I, I, I liked it a lot. I think I've got a lot of time for it. I may never watch it again, but it's um, it's in my top 20 of the year. So far, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a, real, it's a real winner. Um, there's other, I mean, there's other couple. I mean, I, I want to talk about very briefly uh, A War, which was from the director of A Hijacking. Um, and whilst not quite as good as A Hijacking, it's again a very stripped down look at a subject matter. And this time it's about um, soldiers uh, in a war, what happens day to day, an event, what happens thereafter on that event or about that event um no music no bullshit he just strips it all down it becomes very raw very emotional very human just like a hijacking minus probably the tension hijacking is one of the most tension-filled films i've ever seen in the cinema and a war isn't but it's not really going for that but um it's highly highly recommended it is the um it was the oscar nominee for that country uh last year didn't win but um it's it's really really good i i, I certainly recommend it so yeah there, there's four or five for you there that are that took me by surprise and most of them i say weren't films i um even knew anything about really just went in heard of them you know got hold of them saw them at the cinema whatever mm-hmm. and uh fully enjoyed
0: good good that's that's very very good a few good titles in there i think uh, some I haven't seen as well, so that's some to, to check out. Um, on my list, uh, let's have a look, see. So I was pleasantly surprised by Goosebumps. Uh, oh, yeah, that's I didn't fun. think that was going to be particularly good, but it was actually really good, really great fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it did perhaps do the, the box office that they were hoping, but uh, I would like to see another one of those. And it was very clever the way that they didn't just make a Goosebumps book I kind of changed it and gave it a story and gave it a new angle, which I thought was very good. And it was really well done.
1: I enjoyed it. Uh, very much enjoyed, I, I agree, uh, mate. I um, I wasn't... I had absolutely no even... I had no uh, inclination to even watch the film. Mm. But I ended up watching it at the end of a, a 2016 catch-up that I did recently. And I really, really enjoyed it. It's a yeah. hell of a lot of fun. It's a hell and of a lot of fun, it has, yeah. It has this kind of ambling... Productions yeah, quality too, without, yeah. without ever being like those movies. There's no fucking, you know, ET posters on the wall or no one's referencing the fucking goonies. I mean, that sort of stuff, which makes me cringe these days.
0: Yeah.
1: But it does have that honest, charm, family quality to it that is sorely, sorely missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. It's a very good choice. It's a really, really fun movie. Yeah,
0: very, very fun movie. Uh, one that's not so much fun but is also very good that did surprise me a lot was a uh, one that you mentioned on last year's podcast, uh, which was uh, Time Out of Mind. Sorry, Richard Gear. That was very good as well. That was very surprisingly good. Uh, obviously, that was one that kind of floated between the two release dates, but I saw it this year, uh, it was released on DVD in the UK this year, and that was that again was very very good. Um, very surprised by that. I was so surprised how much I liked Florence Foster Jenkins. I really thought that was going to be a bit tits <laughs> a bit rubbish with Hugh Grant and I like Mel Street, don't get me wrong but the whole story was a bit like oh god went to see it and thought actually it's very very sweet natured and very well done and Mel Street's great and Hugh Grant is very tolerable and uh, uh, Wallowitz from The Big Bang Theory was very funny so that was uh, that was something that was uh, that was quite good as well I think my biggest surprise the movie that I saw that I thought I was going to hate completely hate actually came out and thought actually I really like that and that was uh, uh, a romantic drama, which is uh, called Me Before You, starring <laughs> Emilia Clarke, which uh, I thought I was going to hate. I thought I was, no, I don't want to see it, but I had to see it uh, and uh, you know, reviewed it and all that kind of stuff. But I really, really liked it, really liked it. Uh, and it's one of, the, one of the few romantic films that actually feels romantic and feels genuine and feels like a, you know, there's a connection between two characters. And she's, she's fantastic in it. Absolutely fantastic in it. And uh, it completely makes up for uh, Sarah Connor <laughs> in Terminator huh. Genesis. It uh, doesn't quite make up for the film, but it, be, it makes up for her performance as Sarah Connor, which uh, was a complete... Well, she's, you know, miscast is the best word to describe her performance. It's, Sarah it's the kindest
1: word to describe. Kindest yeah. word
0: to perform for Sarah <laughs> Connor. So I think that's my genuine surprise of the year, is how much I really enjoyed it. It came out of the screening and I watched it with two other men <laughs> and the screening was half empty. We all came out and we were like, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: in that high-pitched voice. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Surprised. Anyway, there's our surprises. Let's get on to the big... The big the big list, shall we? Rowan, do you want to... i tell you what, why don't you whittle off your 10 to 6. I'll do my 10 to 6. Then we'll do our 5 to 1s uh, before we conclude with our favourite films of the year so far. So, 10 to 6, Rowan. Go. Okay. 10 to 6. Number 10, The Neon
1: Demon. Number 9, Love and Friendship. Hmm? Number 8, Green Room... Number seven, Hail Caesar, your favourite, mm. and number six, The Nice Guys.
0: Cool. So uh, I have to, I haven't changed it, but I know what the ten is. So ten is Finding Dory. Nine is wow. Green Green Room. So we're in agreement on Green Room. Uh, number eight is uh, where are we? To, where's my list? Uh, number eight is uh, Zootropolis. Number seven is The Jungle Book and number six is Knight of cups starring christian bale which is out on blu-ray very soon so a little bit different it's the anime i don't know the animated films man i love the animated films year. usually they're just like like minions last year I was like well it's a film about minions and it's and it's all right but this year i got a, and it's all disney disney of yeah pretty good year and uh, they're, they're slowly taking over the world. But they're really strong. The two animated films this year are very, very strong. And I really like The Jungle Book as well, uh, which you you didn't send much, did you? So, so there we go. Uh, so I'll do my five to two, shall I? And then we can go from there. So my number five is The Witch. Number four is Ten Cloverfield Lane. Number three is Midnight Special. And number two is The Nice Guys, which is a hell of a lot of fun. Okay. The floor is yours.
1: So, um, we're both in agreement on the nice guys, definitely. Mm. Great film. Okay. Number five, Everybody Wants Some. Um, num. I saw that twice at the cinema. Love it. Number 12. Number four, Son of Saul, or Son of Saul. Mm. Um, a director who's using his shot choices with perf- perfect precision absolutely perfect love it
0: still have a very seen very it.
1: hard film to watch but it's a must-watch
0: yeah, still, still haven't seen it
1: number three the revenant also saw that twice at cinema bloody brilliant number two anomalisa um, stop-motion packs more emotion with puppets than many, many dramas do with actual people. Um, and to think that each of those motions takes God knows how long to set up, you know, a frame of film takes, I don't know, minutes, hours to set up, and it feels so human. Each tick, each movement, each look, each gesture is, is, is brilliant. You know, and it takes a film made with puppets to be the most human film of, uh, of the year came out last year mostly in the US but it's a 2016 release in uh, in the UK that's my number two
0: yeah that's in my top 20 on my Lisa definitely as is everybody wants some as is what was the other one you mentioned uh the revenant revenant was in my my list last year I think it was kind Did of, you see, of I, I, kind of no, on I the, thought you, saw,
1: you saw that this year
0: I think I saw it just on the cusp of the new year so I had it in the other list because it would have been number one otherwise the revenant but because it was on the cusp i it was it was omitted and put on the list last year because i remember uh, it would it would obviously be there be number one (laughs) but i take it as if it's in the list it's my number zero it's just you know (laughs) omnipresent over look overlooking the whole list uh yeah everybody wants some very very good what was it? there was another one you made. oh son of saul i haven't seen yet uh also that and i have that and uh, dipan to catch up with and Mustang Mm. as well, so uh, there's a few that I have to catch up with that aren't summer movies All right, the moment of truth Rowan, what is your favourite film of the year so far?
1: Uh, Favourite film of the year so far um, Saw it, went straight into this position, it's almost it's the number one film I wanted to see from this year, and I pretty much said nothing's going to top that and nothing has and that film is Knight of Cups
0: there you go nice of
1: course. i terence malick i i you know i am a terence malick fanboy if there is such a thing There's I, I won't deny that i i i adore everything the man does but he he's his changing style well it's a, it's that classic terence malick narrative but he's changing the way he tells a story with each film that he's making which is becoming more and more frequent um and it was just a magical um, transcendent experience unlike anything I've seen this year and and pretty much in other years really uh, especially in the way it's shot um, just just a beautiful beautiful experience and again it's a film I will re-watch again this year. Um, I just love it to pieces.
0: Yeah me too. it's a bit
1: of me Scott it's a bit of me.
0: Yeah me too number six for me but it is uh, in the top 10 because it is fantastic it really is fantastic and uh, yeah I don't understand a lot of the hate it gets you don't you know obviously if you like something you don't you never get it but I just don't just don't get some of the some of the, the hate it's got but hey what are you gonna do uh, my number one uh, discussed on the previous podcast if you've been listening is Nicholas winding Refn's the neon demon Uh there's only so many words I can say in this movie about becoming hoarse uh, it's it's absolutely spectacular uh, visually it's fantastic, the story's fantastic it goes to some pretty horrific places but I embrace that wholly, I loved the elements of you know the seven, late 70s, early 80s, horror of people like Dario Argento and Mario Bava and all those kind of things and we uh, oh, mentioned a little bit of Brian De Palma maybe as well in there, little flashes. Uh, but it is just superb, and I absolutely loved every single facet of it, uh, including its amazing score and Elle Fanning's brilliant performance. So that's my number one at the moment. So there we go. There's our little countdown, if you like, of 2016. Just quickly, Rowan, is there a film you can name now for the rest of the year that you are most excited for uh, in the second half of the year? There's quite, there's quite a lot. Oscar season will be the next big thing, and LFF and Toronto Film Festival and uh, Venice and everything else. Is there one standout film where you think that's that's the one you're zeroing in on? <laughs> um,
1: I'm not like I mean, I'm sure there is. I think the uh, Denis Villeneuve film with Amy Adams, which just had its title changed, um, has me intrigued because of the aforementioned talent involved um i think i haven't seen the trailer for la 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 land yet but um i'm interested to see what you know the director whiplash does next because um uh it sounds again quite intriguing obviously i'm a huge tom cruise fan so jack reach never goes never go back is my kind of big Hollywood production that I'm looking forward to the most for the rest of the year, no question about that. Um, And I'm sure there's more that I'm that I can't think of, and they're the ones that come to the top of my mind. I mean, and again, like anything, Scott, I'm just I just wait now. I don't tend to get too excited about stuff um, until you know a week or two before it really comes out. Um, Otherwise, you just yeah, there's too many films to watch. But um, I'm sure more films will come to the fore as uh, as we progress through the year.
0: What was the Hollywood film you mentioned? Linklater. Sorry. What was the Hollywood film you mentioned? You said there's a uh, Jack Reacher. Oh, of course, Never go back. Of course, of course, Jack Reacher too. Uh, Never go back. Is that right? That's the one. Never go back. Jack Reacher does because he's. Unlike
1: me, I'm, I'm sure I'll be going back several times.
0: He's got his other film out as well, hasn't he? Menno is out at uh, the tail end of the year as well, was not it? New
1: Tom Cruise. He's out in January, yeah.
0: January, so it might be a LFF slash uh, Oscar. A Oscar, bit of Oscar potential there, potentially. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, you've already mentioned the film I'm looking forward to most, which is La La Land. Uh, I was looking forward to it before I saw the teaser trailer. Now I am even more excited to see it. Uh, it looks superb. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see uh, what he does next. There's a couple of other films I'm looking forward to. Uh, the new Clint Eastwood film Sully looks very good with Tom Hanks. That could be uh, a big mover in terms of award season. Uh, there's also uh, American Pastoral, which is the Ewan McGregor film. That looks quite good. No, wait, sorry. Scrap that. That's not what I meant. Sorry, Ewan McGregor. Um, that's not what I meant. I meant uh, nocturnal animals, which was next to it, which is the new Tom Ford film with Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. That is apparently uh, going to be a big shaker come Oscar season. And there's many more. There's many more. Uh, a personal one I'm looking forward to in terms of performance uh, is Michael Keaton in uh, the McDonald's film The Founder, which is out. I think it's been pushed back to Christmas now, so that could be a big Oscar movie. But there's there's always loads. There's too many, Rowan. There's too many too many to pick from but the number one is definitely la la land because i loved whiplash and uh you know what it's been a long time since we had a darn good tootin musical so let's hope this is the one uh and you can't fault the cards really emma stone gosling jk simmons yes please anyway we're about out of time on uh, oh one more
1: sorry I sort of uh, one a little more. after
0: credits go on um
1: the um the trailer dropped last week but the uh the new Warren Beatty film.
0: Oh, uh, no rules apply, rules don't rules don't apply something.
1: I am dying to see that because <laughs> I love Are
0: You actually watching. dying, is that why you're
1: high pitched? Big, big Warren Beatty fan. There we go. Um, uh, uh, I'm hoping he brings his uh Yeah, his, there's
0: lots there's lots you know. For A lot of people, the birth of a nation could be something you know, a lot of people are talking about that. Train Spotting 2 is coming out in the new year. Passengers Rogue One, obviously, for the Star Wars fans, is coming out. New Ang Lee film could be good, that looks yeah, like quite good. Uh, should have mentioned that obviously because it sees the return of Mr. Steve Martin to the big screen, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the benefit film The Accountant, there's also his. Dennis Lehane adaptation, his new one, which has been brought forward for Oscar season, so that could be something as well. Uh, Light Between Oceans, we release released Cilicando and Michael Fassbender. Yeah, too much. Too bloody much. And there's also I, Daniel Blake, is that the Ken Loach film? And then there's the Manchester... I can't remember what it's called. Uh, that was a, Manchester by the sea. Yeah, which is the Lonegan, new Lonergan movie, which could be good. Oh, fuck.
1: Sorry, another one I just, just sprung to mind, and i might been looking at a list. I'm just thinking here, um, a certain kind of woman. Which one's that? That is Kelly Reichardt's new film.
0: Oh, of course, with Christian Stewart and but, Michelle Williams. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Christ knows if yeah. That, when that's going to get released. God yeah. knows.
0: I think yeah, I think there was some. I think it's got a release now because it was floating about for a while. But I think there were some new photos went online last couple of the days, so I think obviously it must have been picked up by now. Good. So that's good, and of course. Fingers crossed that Bad Santa 2 is very funny, but if we know anything about comedy sequels, they haven't been very good recently. (laughs) Half Man Command 2, which I will still stand by. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this little retrospective of the first half of the year. Lots to look forward to, lots to catch up with, and many more surprises and uh, terrible films on the horizon. Uh, Rowan, where can people follow you on Twitter?
1: Well, if you feel so inclined,
0: it would be at
1: RohanMM.
0: And you can follow me at Film, and you can follow us as the Flickr Myth Podcast Collective at FlickMythPod. Uh, let us know your thoughts. What have you liked this year? What are you looking forward to in the second half of the year? Let us know uh, on the Twitter page. Uh, you can also listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Or, of course, you can go to flickeringth.com and get all the links to our previous episodes through there if you so desire but of course people listening will be too involved in comic con which has begun today in the u.s uh rowan i know you're very excited to see all the trailers and all the new pictures and everything that comes out of comic con uh which uh although this do you remember a couple of years ago we were this this week comic con weekend i think this coming weekend at the flicker myth drinks they announced batman's v superman and you were uh, so excited yeah i could um you ordered another another drink
1: yeah i was i was so excited and then when the film came out yeah you i wish. was even more excited yeah
0: indeed <laughs> indeed uh anyway that's the end of this episode so uh that was a bit abrupt sorry that's the end till our end uh thank you very much for listening and we will be back very soon uh with a new episode to discuss Uh, Star Trek Beyond the third Star Trek movie and Steven Spielberg's The BFG so stay tuned for that Uh, but until then take care of yourselves and goodbye (laughs) great stuff guys this has been a Flickering Myth Podcast Network production. For more information, head over to flickeringmyth.com for more shows like it. Find this show in iTunes by searching for the podcast name and head over to youtube.com forward slash flickeringmyth to subscribe to the Flickering Myth movie show. We'll see you on the next podcast. Take care. Bye bye.